Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, Jason Silverman. everybody and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and i got to tell you, I'm really, really excited about today's show. So anybody who knows me, knows, you know, really knows me from the business world, understands that I'm, I'm fanatic about the importance of client retention through providing an amazing and amazingly powerful client experience. Quite honestly, you know, that's one of the initial reasons that we launched Power Forward's character development in the after-school activity world. Um, as a way for other business owners to go above and beyond, and quite frankly, it's worked splendidly. Um, on this, a quick story, actually. I was speaking with one of my private coaching clients yesterday about a really uncommon and fabulous experience that I had, and um, I had this experience yesterday, actually. So for those of you, actually, who don't know me personally, uh, I will say this. I've got two young kids. Tally is uh, four years old, and Noah is about three and a half. Now, neither of them have fully grasped the concept yet of sleeping in in the morning, so coffee has really become my good friend. Well, yesterday, for some reason, my curry coffee maker decided to only spit out about half a cup of coffee, and uh, that wasn't going to do. So I did what pretty much every other guy would do. I, uh, I hit it. I swore at it, and then I figured I should clean it. So nothing worked, and on I went to the Curry website, found their number, and I gave their uh, tech support a call. <laughs> Trust me, I never thought that I'd be calling tech support to figure out how to make a cup of coffee. However, I did. And long story short, after about three minutes on the phone, the gentleman I was speaking with simply said, not to worry, Mr. Silverman, I'll rush you a brand new machine, and you'll have it in about three days. I'm terribly sorry this happened to you. And... We want, to, we want you to love starting your morning with us. Like, how cool is that? You know, am I going to remain a loyal customer? Absolutely. You know, they won and I won. And that's really what we're talking about. So when I was thinking about one of the top experts that I could share with you, uh, really finding somebody who is a master at client retention and really getting people to stick to you like Lou, the choice is immediately clear. I reached out to my friend Jim Palmer, and he graciously agreed to post uh, to, to share some of his time with all of us today. Now, a little bit of background on Jim. Jim Palmer is a marketing and business building expert, and he's the host of Newsletter Guru TV, the hit weekly web TV show watched by thousands of entrepreneurs and small business owners worldwide. Jim is also the host of Stick Like Glue Radio, a weekly podcast based on Jim's unique smart marketing and business building strategies. He's Best known internationally as a newsletter guru, the go-to resource for maximizing the profitability of customer relationships. Now, what I also think is really cool is he's written a number of awesome books, which I highly suggest. If you have not purchased them and read them and reread them and taken notes and read them again and then shared them with your friends, you're making a mistake. So take a look for uh, some of his books. He's got The Magic of Newsletter Marketing, which is the secret to more profits and customers for life. Stick Like Glue, How to Create an Everlasting Bond with Your Customers So They Spend More, Stay Longer, and Refer More. Yay for that. Uh, the Fastest Way to Hire Profits, 19 Immediate Profit-Enhancing Strategies You Can Use Today. It's Okay to Be Scared But Never Give Up. And Stop Waiting for It to Get Easier, Create Your Dream Business Now. 
So I know that was a, a bit of a long ramp up, but I got to tell you, he's worth every second. So, Jim, are you here with us? I am, Jason. Thanks for having me. Loving your podcast, man. Thank you, thank you. Well, I, I really appreciate you uh, you sharing some time with us. And you know, it's funny. I was thinking back. I was trying to remember. We must have met. Gosh, I don't know. Um, is it six like, years ago? Six years. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, ra- I ran into Jim at a marketing conference, and you know, I had the opportunity to to sit down and, and talk to this guy. And immediately, I was like, this guy gets the joke. So. That was a pleasure, and it's been a pleasure for the last six, call it plus years. So, thank you, thank you for, uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, we were introduced by a mutual friend, Rob Berkeley, and um, we spent many of many of seminars after that, and lunches, and get-togethers, and and um, yeah, we really bonded because you know what, we our lives are very similar, our entrepreneurial journeys are very similar. Um, so it's it's been a great relationship. Yeehaw. Well, cool. Well, here's the deal. Um, I believe, and I, I know you feel strongly about this, which is why I'm so excited about having you on today, um, it's so much easier to keep a client and keep them happy and thrilled and make them raving fans. So, you, you know, you talk a lot about customer attention versus customer acquisition or getting a new client. Let's, let, let's dive in. Why do you think it's so important uh, to entrepreneurs and small business owners to really focus their attention on retention um, obviously, in addition to, but not just on trying to get a new client. Well, Jason, I'm doing a lot of speaking now, as you know. And so the opening line when I take this stage, by the way, is I say retention is the new acquisition. That's the attention getter. And then what I do is I dive into it because, you know, retention being the new acquisition, it's not a new phrase, but it's really gotten a lot more attention now because it's always been harder, it takes longer, it's more expensive to acquire a new customer than it does to just develop a stronger relationship with the customers you already have and therefore have them stay longer and spend more and and get more referrals. But what's happened in this kind of crappy economy we've been in now for several years is that it's getting even harder to get new customers to make people get getting clients to make a switch from one brand to the other one company to the other flat out just getting a a new customer to open up their wallet and try your program or product so keeping the customers you have as the almost as one of the prime ways of growing your revenue, increasing your profits, is really, really important. But I'm going to share with you one more. Then what I do on my slide, Jason, I put up a big picture of Mickey Mouse, and I say, I'm going to tell you a story. Do you know that 70%, over 70% of the revenues from Disney theme parks comes from current customers and repeat customers? And the rest of that, about the you know 25 to 30 percent, comes from new customers by way of referral. In other words, all the people, the families that are telling their neighbors what a phenomenal experience it was. And I see in an audience, Jason, a lot of heads will nod, and people's. There's a couple who kind of like give you that questioning look, and I'll say, if you don't believe me, tell me when is the last time you saw Disney actually have an ad. For, for Disney World. When did they say, come to our parks, you'll love this ride, we're clean, we're blah, blah. They, they don't market to new people. They continually spend their money on what you could only describe as client retention efforts, creating the wow experience, because that's where the money is. Hmm. Makes sense, though. It totally makes sense. It also, I, obviously, you know, many of the, the folks listening to this podcast don't have the 
you know, the time in or the budget that that Disney would have. However, um, I would believe the social proof and the inherent social proof and, and implied social proof of, of doing it that way, you know, really sets the stage for it. You know, of course you're going to love it because we're really aiming at people who have already been here, who already take advantage of the service. Yeah. You know what else? Let me give you another example of why retention is so important, and this will, this will kind of get down into the numbers a little bit. Um, you know, we all gain new customers. No matter what kind of business you have, when we gain a new customer or client or patient, I'll just say customers though, we do so by way of a, an initial transaction. In other words, somebody was drawn to you, whether it was for marketing or referral, they kind of do that thing, you know, where they you, you, it's like dogs, they sniff each other, you get the no like and trust, yeah, that looks good, I think you, I can trust you. And then they say, I'm going to give you some of my money, I want to buy this product from you, or I want to hire you to perform this service. And they do that. And so that's an initial transaction. The mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs will make is that they go, yes, I've got another new customer. And they and then they immediately kind of bolt off to the right and go, I need more. Let's get more. we got to grow. I want more new customers. But the fact of the matter is, you know, as, as business people, we all offer multiple products. We offer multiple services. So when you've overcome that initial no like and trust to the point where someone's giving you money, that is just the very it's it's almost like the a, a very very newborn baby of a relationship. And what you want to do is nurture and develop that relationship so it grows into what I always say is a healthy, dependable, reliable, predictable, profitable relationship. And so it's it's more than just saying thank you for coming in, hey, welcome. It's more than just giving good customer service. It is actually a proactive way of marketing and developing that relationship. I'll give you one more number, kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. Every time I get a new customer into my business, we spend $42.85 developing the relationship with that customer. Now, when I say that number, a lot of people go, oh, my God, I got a 1000 thousand customers I could never spend that and what I tell people is you know when I started my membership program over six years ago no hassle newsletters you're familiar with that my average client Jason was staying six months and I thought wow why are they leaving after six months I talked to a couple smart people in, in membership programs and they said well Jim the average membership they usually stay three to four months so six months you're doing well but that still wasn't good enough for me so I started developing this strategy of helping people with their new purchase, saying thank you, rewarding them. I then send them, you know, a little uh, uh, gratitude cookie. And after six months, I'll send them a free copy of my book. So I'm doing these different things to develop and enhance the relationship. And you know, two years later, I had gone from six months to 12 months. And you might remember this. I actually told the story and created an information product called Double My Retention. That's where that program came from. And today, Jason, almost four years later, my average client stays over 20 months and is worth over $2,200. So I went from just a tick under $700 as the initial lifetime value of a customer to over $2,200. So when I say I spend $42 on every new client, people kind of Ooh, what you have to think of is I say, if if you were to give me $42 and I was to give you, say, fourteen to $1,600, which is the kind of the bump up I got, would that be a fair return on your investment? You'd have to say yes. And that 
that is just a great illustration of what happens when you actually invest, and I mean invest, not just your time but your money, in growing that relationship. Your customers stay longer, and when they stay longer, they spend more and they refer more. Absolutely. I, lo- I love it. I absolutely love it. We, you know, we, had, we had learned that lesson, um, gosh, a couple of years back as well, um, you know, since a lot of our programs are on that, uh, the membership side as well. We found that really engaging and really helping clients to understand that you do value them, uh, which is really everything for us because we look at our clients as family members, and that just – it, it, was, it was quite inspirational for us. And obviously, um, it's it, it's changed dramatically. Um, but I, 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 I feel where you're coming from right now. Our our actually our, our average client is is just under 48 months. Wow. So I, I I hear you, and I love it. And I actually I'm interested in you know we, I, I'm, my next question is really about your your, your stick like glue book because I've actually taken an awful lot of tips from there. And that's really kind of lended to our success. So okay. let me let me do this. Well, you know, we, in, in Stick Like Glue, you talk about businesses being really like a, a leaky bucket. And there was a time actually that that mine was. So this is this is very very personal and real for me. And I, I guarantee it's very personal and real for many of our listeners today. Um, can you explain what, what what's your leaky bucket concept? A leaky bucket, so when I was writing Stick Like Glue, which is about retention and strategies, I'm a very visual person, so while I'm writing this book, you know, words on paper, I wanted to paint picture. So what I said is that every business, again, whether you're an online business or brick and mortar, your business is like a, a metal bucket or a metal pail, got a handle on it. Think of going down to the river and getting some water or going to the well on the farm or whatever. So now you got it. So your, your business is this bucket. The water in the bucket represents your customers, and, and that is the very lifeblood of your business. Now, it's my contention that every business leaks to one degree or another. So, you know, whether you're the average business that has a few holes in your bucket and therefore water pours out, or even if you're one of the best-run companies in the world, we could say Disney, Zappos, Nordstrom's, those kind of companies, they even leak. Maybe it's just a pinhole or a little bit around the seam, but they're even kind of, you know, got a little water coming out of there. Now, that water represents lost customers. The thing about being in business is you, you're losing customers today and you don't even know it. And it's customers who are simply deciding to spend their money somewhere else, simply deciding not to spend money with you. Maybe they had a bad experience. Maybe there was a change in the family dynamic or the business dynamic and they no longer need I mean, that's how I lose customers. Oh, I sold my business. We don't, we're no longer going to do that. That type of thing. It has nothing to do with my service, but all of a sudden you lose a customer and Unless you have a membership program where, you, you know, people say, stop billing me, you don't know, and you don't know when people stop coming in. Now, the bad part about that is you're not just losing a customer. In other words, you're not just deleting a line from your database, your Excel spreadsheet where you keep your members. You're losing all the future revenue and future referrals from that customer. And so the only way to keep your business vibrant and growing is to pour more water in the top of that bucket. And to me, that represents customer acquisition, all the marketing, everything you need to do to get more new customers. My contention for so many years, Jason, has been if more businesses would simply plug the holes in their bucket, 
you know, cl- plug the holes in their system which are causing people not to come back, and therefore you keep your customers longer. You, you just imagine you're not losing the water so your bucket stays full. You can actually turn off. Now, I, don't, I just want to be real clear. I'm never saying turn off your customer acquisition. You always want your, your funnel open as wide as possible. But it's very likely that if you spend a little more time and effort plugging the holes in your system, you'll keep your customers longer. Somebody might go, well, what does that look like, plugging the holes? Well, I did a video a couple of weeks ago, and it was called, it was called, don't, I think it was, I forget what it was called. Oh, one, two, three, your marketing may not be broken. So you could have the best marketing in the world that's driving either tons of traffic to your website or people are going to your business or whatever it looks like. And as soon as they get there, you know, maybe it's dirty, maybe they're not greeted properly. You know, one thing that just fries my can is when, you know, Stephanie and I go out to eat, and we, we do that a lot lately, but we go into a business, and you know, we're going to drop 50 bucks, maybe 100 bucks, and I stand there for like what seems like five minutes to me is an hour because I'm so impatient, but, you know, no one greets me, and I'm, I'm there to give my money to this business, and, it, you know, it happens all the time, and so the marketing worked. I went to, we went to this restaurant, or we heard about it, and all of a sudden you get a crappy experience, and so you don't go back. And so people think, well, my marketing's broken because we're not growing. Well, what's actually happened is you got a hole in your bucket. You don't have somebody up front. You don't have somebody greeting. You're not serving food on time or it's not the right kind of – you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that can go wrong, and those are what causes holes in your bucket. Got it. Got it, Kai. Well, then let me ask, let me ask the obvious follow-up. So what kind of suggestions um, do you have, or you know, either for a person or for a company – you know, how how do you feel? What what are maybe your top um, suggestions for increasing their retention? Because obviously, this is this is really one of your major strong points. What would you if if I was your coaching client today? Um, what would you tell me I must do before I go to sleep tonight? Okay, so uh, there's there's two sides to this. The first thing I'm going to tell you is you need to be proactively communicating with your customers on a regular and frequent basis. For me, I subscribe to the theory that says there's nothing more powerful than a monthly newsletter. And so what that does is it helps to develop the relationship. It keeps you top of mind. And we could go on for another hour about why newsletters work. But when you're proactively communicating, keeping yourself in front of your clients, it is a way of saying, I know you're there, I appreciate you, and things like that. Let me kind of switch off that thing so I don't go into a – full newsletter show, but the other thing for a lot of businesses, and I, I kind of figured this out early into the game because, you know, I'm, I'm one who believes in quality and I want to, I want to over-deliver a great experience. And so as a business owner, if you're, if, if you're like that, if you have the mindset that says, I'm going to give so much value, they're going to just love it and they're going to feel it's tremendous. In other words, if you somebody orders a program from you and, you know, for lack of a better description, Jason, let's say we deliver a big box of stuff to their to their home or their office. Well, that is you see that as giving them way more than they ordered and it's just tremendous value for the money. But what happens is it's like drinking out of a fire hose. People can't do it for more than half a second or it really screws them up, right? And so when people get confused or they don't know what to do, there's no action taken. And if there's no action taken, people are going to be like, okay, this is not a good investment, even if I thought it was because I'm not using it. 
And so what we figured out is that we have to help our new customers get their first newsletter out the door quickly. So one of the things we do, I'll give you first, I'll give you some of the inside steps that I use. So after somebody signs up for one of my programs, you know, the the cart, the shopping cart online automatically sends a thank you, but then we send a personalized thank you. I have somebody that monitors all that traffic, and we send a personal thank you. Within 48 hours, we have a live human being call and say thank you, not to upsell, not to do anything, but thank you and welcome. We're here to help you. Here's the ways we can help you. We, t- we have an 800 number. We tell them email. We got tutorial videos. Um, and that's it. It's just a thank you. How, and, you know, we're here to help you. And then we follow up a week later, see if they have any trouble getting their first newsletter done. And very often we'll actually help them get their first newsletter done because in my business, once they get their newsletter out the door, the first one, it becomes easier from there. And once they get one, two, three, four issues out the door and it really starts working, they start feeling some of the benefit, boom, I've got a customer for life at that point. But it's all in that initial, it's kind of that little honeymoon stage where you kind of go, I feel good, but I'm not sure this is the way I should feel because nothing's happening, you know what I mean? So it's really, really, you got to really nurture and figure out how do I do that. Just another example popped into my head. You know, I got a new car about a year ago, and it's got all these bells and whistles and, you know, Bluetooth and all this and that. I'm sure that radio out there has voice activation, voice dial. I haven't figured it out. I'm too busy to figure out. That salesman, if he was smart, should have said, Jim, come back for half an hour at some point. or stay. And he should have walked me through it. He should have set it up to my phone. You know what I mean? In other words, I would be enjoying this car so much more. Every time I get in, it says Bluetooth connected, but yet i got to hit the buttons on the dash or that touch screen to find a number in my contacts list. I'm going, doggone, I keep forgetting to set up my voice activation. So do you see what I'm saying, Jason? If you do things like that, it makes such a stronger relationship, and you therefore want to stay connected to that, to that business. Let me let me let me uh, let me ask you to think for a second because many of the folks who I deal with through Powerful Words Character Development um, own after-school activity industry centers. So whether they're a martial arts school, a gymnastics academy, a cheer gym, a swim school, a dance studio, um, if you were coaching one of them and said, "Listen, how do you feel like they could create that great?" sticky experience immediately. Somebody comes in to sign up um, their daughter for dance classes. You know, are there are there a few really easy things? I mean, I, personally, you know, I'm taking notes here as well. So um, I like the fact that, you know, that personal call after the experience is great. Obviously, we all know if, if, if we're doing any sort of marketing, we know about autoresponders and we know about how those systems work. Sometimes that can almost feel cold because it happens within two seconds. Obviously, you didn't type up that email personally and send that. Um, what do you feel What do you feel would be beneficial for one of these folks, um, even if it's just one quick suggestion, um, to build that retention-based um, bond immediately? Oh, i got a great one for you. Uh, the initials would be MFS, okay? And I actually had to add the S, so it didn't just be MFS. <laughs> But it's called Mentor, Fast Start, and Small Successes, okay? So here's the thing. When somebody – let's just take one of your um, you know, one of your martial arts schools. It could be any of the ones you described. You imagine whether it's an 8-year-old kid or a 6-year-old kid or a 30-year-old man or woman. When they go in there for their first class, 
and there's already people there because they're going into an ongoing situation. Think of your first day in school or your first day in the job, how nervous you felt. I mean, nobody has that kind of confidence. Oh, I'm going to walk around and introduce myself. Hi, I'm Jim. Hi, I'm Jim. Hi. Yeah, you kind of fear in the corner, and you. you know. So you got to you got to when somebody new is going to show up for their first class, you want to have a mentor, whether it's somebody on staff or whether it's a longtime uh, customer of yours or, or student or whatever you want to call it. Give them a little bit of a, uh, a mentor relationship and assign them. So, hey, you know, Jim, I, I know it's your first night. Jim, this is Paul. Paul's been coming here for six months, a year, two years, whatever. He's going to answer, you know, just stay next to Paul, and he's going to walk you around, show you where you change, whatever. Imagine what a, what a different experience that one little tweak would make. But i got two more for you. So the F is for fast start. And so how can you get – I'll use my example. How can you get Jim – it, to have um, all the things he needs so he can get started very quickly. It's because, you know, most of the people that refund or quit, they make that decision like very early on in the process. They may hold on for two or three months, but sooner or later, whether it's the first night or second night or whatever, they're making a decision like this doesn't feel right. I don't want to be a quitter yet. But So they're already cementing that. So you want to, what do I have to do? Kind of like I described, how do I get people so they're, What's the best way to get them kind of uh, incorporated, inculcated, whatever the word would be, into the program? And then the S, Jason, is small successes. If you can help somebody get a small success, so whether in their head, if they're in the karate studio and they think, oh, I can't wait to do a roundhouse. Well, you know, Jason, nobody's going to do a roundhouse the first night or probably the first week or month. But if you could do something to help them feel like they're working towards their goal. So part of that, Jason, would be what is your, what are your goals? In other words, you have this class. This is your normal routine. But it'd be good when every, t- every time a student came in, if you asked them and you had a little card, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? How fast do you want to do it? First of all, it's good information because it could help you tailor a different program rather than just saying, okay, you're in the 430 class, you could actually take that student from being one for who's worth $50 a week to maybe somebody who's worth $200 a week just with that information. But, it, you know, when you have small successes quickly, that builds confidence. So all of a sudden, it's like, you know, when you go to lose weight, the, you know, first two weeks, you do nothing, you get a little depressed. Next thing you step on the scale, you've lost half or three quarters of a pound. Oh, man, yes, finally. And it's that little success that lets you keep going. So that would be my three-part strategy, which would work for any of the uh, industries you talked about. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, I want to – I want to – Back up for a second, because you started you started talking about um, the value of newsletters, and, and and I've long been a huge fan uh, and a big believer in making sure there is consistent um, consistent contact. You know, many of the times when I think back to when I owned my martial arts school, um, at least in the earlier years when we weren't doing newsletters and we weren't really we were, we were just so busy doing the thing that it was. It was all we could do to, to worry about, oh, gosh, I need to do a newsletter or something like that. Um, and we did see we, – we were penalized for, uh, for, not, for not communicating on a regular basis. So, you know, you started to lead up to it as far as why you feel newsletters are, are effective tools. Would you mind – can you take a couple seconds, talk to me more about why it's beneficial. Obviously, you've got numbers on it. You've got, you've got proof. So – why do you feel it, it's such it's such a valuable asset in the in the marketing arsenal? 
Well, for one, there are a few things. First of all, newsletters, one of the reasons they're great, so great and so effective is people read them with their guard down. So if you were to send somebody a brochure or any kind of a sales letter, they go to a website and there's an offer and prices, you know, it's, their guard is up. It's the reading equivalent of walking in a store, can I help you? No thanks, I'm just looking. Boom, your defenses are up. So if you're reading, my caveat would be a properly written, what I call a friendly monthly newsletter, they read it as information and therefore they're not resisting it and they're taking in good information. If you mail it monthly, which is what I think you should do, it increases name brand awareness, so every month they're seeing your name, they're reminded of you. Uh, one of the things I tell people to do is include a success story, so that's a story, and story is the key word. It's not an article about your featured product of the month or your featured program, but it's a story about how one of your clients or students or whatever has benefited from your training, and so that's inspiring. The other thing that that happens when you do a properly written success story every month is it tells people what else you do. So if you remember probably 15, 20 minutes ago, Jason, I said we all gain new clients or customers by way of an initial transaction. And what I say is whose job is it for that new customer or, or student, whose job is it for them to learn all the other ways that you can help them or all the other programs they may be interested in? It's not their job. It's your job to teach them. And so every month when they read about somebody who's going through this new program or this new after-school program, and somebody, you know, somebody is going to read that and they're going to go, oh, I didn't know they did that. Hey, John, look at that. You know, in addition to this, they also teach that. You were talking about that, or wasn't our neighbor talking about that? And so things like that happen. So, But they're reading it as information, and therefore every month when that news newsletter, and by the way, we're talking about a print and mail paper and ink newsletter that hits your physical mailbox at the end of your driveway. When that thing hits the mailbox, they read it, and they're remembering you. They're remembering your name, and they're also learning about you and more services. And, and by the way, it just has a higher perceived value because you're actually sending them something. And, you know, it, it also probably an intrinsic value, it says you're successful. I mean, how many people send out a newsletter? Not a lot of people, despite how, despite all the evidence that says it's a phenomenal thing to do, there's not a lot of people who do it. Everybody will send you emails every once in a while. Oh, here's a, here's a Valentine's Day's coupon, you know, $20 off. Well, that's, that's just marketing, and you could think, well, I'm communicating, but you're trying to sell. What you want to do is, is tell your customers and clients, patients, students, whatever, that you're, we care about you, and, you know, and by the way, a newsletter is not something you do, Jason, simply because you have a business and you should do it. The only reason to do a newsletter or anything is so you can get a return on your investment. And what I'm saying is you are going to get a lot more repeat business, and you're going to get a lot more referrals with a monthly newsletter. Wow. Okay. Well, it was interesting that you, you, you pointed out the fact that we are talking about a hard printed mailed piece as opposed to just another email piece that people are flooded with anyway. Right. Exactly. You know, nobody needs that at, at this point or unless you do it in addition to. So um, do me a favor since, and then hopefully you'll be open to this uh, being the newsletter guru. I'm hoping you could share you know, a couple of secrets, you know, what makes a profitable newsletter? I mean, obviously you said it's got to be based on ROI, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a by-the-numbers kind of kind of guy. So what would you say are the top tips that, you know, you give your coaching clients and, and, and you share with people on, you know, creating a profitable newsletter? 
So the first thing you want to do is tell them what else you do, all right? So a very simple exercise, because a lot of people go, well, I don't know what to put in a newsletter. If you take a, a sheet of paper, just open up your, get an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle, and on the left-hand column, Jason, write down all of the services and all the products, programs that you offer as a business. And then on the right-hand side of that paper, write the frequently asked questions. And what you do is that very simple exercise is going to give you enough information to write a year's worth of success stories and success tips. And and so that is that's step one because it really is those success stories which are going to inform people about the other ways that you can help them and serve them and make their life better. Um, the other tip that I want to give you is your newsletter is not about you. So you don't want to make the um, mistake that says, my newsletter is the place for me to remind my customers how great I am, how I just got a new, um, I just got some new initials after my name. I just won an award from a trade association or some kind of, you know, program I went to or, oh, we just upgraded the heating system in our school. I don't know. You know, anything like that that's somehow important to you as the business owner is boring to your readers and your customers. So what you want to do, there's two types of information that make your newsletter readable and enjoyable. There's relevant information and there's non-relevant. The relevant information are, are articles that have to do with your business. So that would be your success tip. I strongly urge every every business, especially the entrepreneurial businesses, to have a what I call a short personality-based article. That's from you as the owner, whether you just adopted a dog or, or some kids or you bought a boat or you just got back from a trip. Something that helps them get to know you and kind of a little bit about your personality, gets to know you as not just the business owner, the man behind the desk or whatever, but helps them get to know you because people do business with people they know, like, and trust. It's hard to get to know people if all they're doing is receiving some kind of corporate marketing crap. So help people get to know who you are and then recognize that frequency is the most important thing. You must mail monthly. I mean, we are just inundated with um, all these different marketing messages, and monthly is the prescribed way to go. And there's actually one more secret tip I'll give you. Not only do you mail your newsletter every month, but you want to mail your newsletter the same one or two days every month. And if you think about it, when you go to your mailbox, there's two kinds of mail. You've you got your A pile of mail and your B pile of mail. Your A pile of mail, which would be your mortgage, insurance, bills, it would be magazines that you subscribe to, those things, your A pile of mail, that thing arrives the same day every single month. I mean, not only the same day, but it could be like every magazine comes the first Monday of the month, whatever. Things that arrive on a schedule have a higher perceived value than things that arrive sporadically. So you don't want to do a newsletter whenever the spirit moves you or whenever you have time. If you mail it the same one or two days every month, chances are very good it's going to arrive the same one or two days every month, and it's going to have a higher perceived value from that simple technique, which costs you nothing other than making sure you're, you're glued to your, your schedule and your calendar. Got it. That actually does make an awful lot of sense. Um, that really makes a lot of sense. All right. That's – I, I got my work cut out for me. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's actually one of the things I, I love about running this podcast is that, yeah, I'm able to share some phenomenal information with, uh, with, with all my listeners. But, you know, selfishly speaking, I, I, I get it straight from the horse's mouth and the top experts out there. So um, let me ask you one more, and I, I think – 
you know, certainly for anybody listening, it's got to be like, I may, maybe they don't want to do this all themselves. I know that you offer, you know, done-for-you marketing programs. How can somebody learn more about that? And, you know, if you give, give, us, a, give us a little bit of information about what it is you do and, and, and how it's beneficial, I think that would be, I think that'd be a helpful resource for everybody on, the, on, the, on listening to the podcast. Well, awesome. Thank you for that. You know, my I got a bunch of websites, but I'm going to give you one which is kind of the central hub. It's thenewsletterguru.com, www.thenewsletterguru.com. And from there, there's my blog, my TV show, my podcast, but you'll also see links to a couple of my pro, my done-for-you programs, No Hassle Newsletters. I have one for social media, but I'll just give you a real brief description of No Hassle Newsletters. Every month we provide um, over 10 done-for-you newsletter templates. These are two- and four-page newsletters, color in black and white, completely done. We write all the articles. We, I mean, we literally do the thing for you. You could take it right from there and mail it, or we have a mailing service. Um, we give you tons of content that you can put in your own newsletter if you, if you want to do something different. There's, we give you enough content, frankly. You could post articles in your blog with it. It's that good. And um, it's, a, it's a really, really, when you consider the, the investment that you're making in your customers and how much your time is worth, it's a, very, it's a very reasonable program. And the most important reason it's, it's reasonable is not the stated price. And just to let you know, our Platinum program, which is our Platinum Newsletter Marketing System, it's only $197 a month for everything. But when one, of the, one of the numbers every business owner needs to know, Jason, and you said yours and I, I said mine, you need to know what's the average lifetime value of a customer. And I was, I was on an on a, uh, interview a couple days ago, and the guy said, well, that makes sense. I said, because the number may change depending on the size of your mailing list, but let's just say you can print and mail a newsletter for 75 cents, all right, 75 cents a month. So in other words, if you mail one of your customers every month for a year, you're investing $9 in that customer. Now, I told you my customer is worth about 2200 I think you said yours is over four grand or 48 months. I forget what you said, but when you know that number, suddenly that $9 investment it just pales in comparison to how important and how much more you're going to get in return. So it's a very that, good that program. Actually, that actually does make sense um, on, on so many levels. And, and actually, just for full disclosure, so my, my, that number is $7,102.56 is the average client value for me. So, yeah, $9, that, that's a no-brainer. It really is. And listen, not every single person you mail a newsletter is going to come back and refer, but that's not the deal. You, you just want the return to be so outstanding. It, you could literally have 20% of your clients really step up and refer more and buy more products, and it will pale in comparison to, to the $9 you're, you're spending per client. That's fantastic. That, that really is. So the newsletterguru.com. All right. That, that, folks, if, if you're not uh, at least taking notes and taking immediate action, um, you, you're definitely missing missing the boat here. You know, one, one of the, one of the things that I'm I'm proud of is anybody that I will share with you is the real deal. Clearly, clearly, as far as client retention, it, it doesn't get any more real deal than than, than Jim Baumler. So so this has been spectacular. Um, wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one more question for you, and feel free to be as as brief or as crazy as you want on this. 
Um, I love these setups. <laughs> one of the one of the things I like to share, you know, with all the guests or, or share from all the guests is if you had one success tip, only one, and it's a, this doesn't matter whether it's a success tip about business or about life in general, um, what one piece of advice would you give to people out there to really just give themselves a little bit of a foot up and, and have a more productive and, and happier life? Just one. Okay. Just one. Okay. Um I think I know what it's going to be. You know, here's the deal. If you look at what separates highly successful business people, entrepreneurs, from, from just the average, I can, I can give it to you in one word, and that word is decide. In other words, a lot of entrepreneurs will come to seminars, they'll listen to podcasts like this, they'll go to live events, they'll invest in programs. But it's the entrepreneurs who learn some information that is clearly beneficial and valuable to their business, and they decide to invest, and they decide to implement and take action. I mean, I love education. I read at least three or four books a month. I've been doing so for many, many years. But education, purely for education's value, is not a good investment in the life of an entrepreneur, in my humble opinion. And so... It is the people, because we know, Jason, if you go to a live event or listen to a call like this and say, well, that's good, I, I really learned something there, I'm going to think about that. The people who think about it instead of deciding to invest and implement, the people who think about it, 90% of them never do take action because they go back to their busy lives and you know they're putting out fires left and right. So it's the people, if they decide in their business that slow or no growth is no longer an acceptable option, they decide that they want to play a bigger game, if they decide they want more profitable repeat business, they want to get more referrals, then they decide, I think, to invest in what I call their future growth and profitability, make a decision, implement, invest if it's required, and move your business forward. I love that. I absolutely love that. Wow. Boy, that's not bad for being hungry. <laughs> That's not bad at all. You know that <laughs> that that's spectacular. Wow. Okay. I, I I've got it written down in enormous print right now. Decide. I love it. Spectacular. Well, thank you. Um, most importantly, Jim, thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, to join us today. And obviously, it's always great catching up with you. But I, I feel like you really you really went above and beyond and, and shared some great value. Um, and tips that for the folks who are on this call or on this podcast, if you take action, you will see a return. I mean, obviously, when anything we do, there should be a positive return. Your your time investment, you know, get out there and implement. I, I'd love to hear how this impacted, you know, your business, your life, whatever, your schedule. Um, I, I think this is fantastic. So once again, thank you, Jim. I really do appreciate you being here. It's my pleasure, Jason. I'll, I'll continue good success to you and, and all your listeners. Spectacular. Well, that's all the time we've got today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you benefit from one of my mastermind groups, please visit www.jasonmsilverman.com or email me at jason at jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success you truly deserve. And until next time, I'll leave you with this. 
Get out there and be the real deal. It's the only way to succeed. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.